Hey gang, let's do a hey gang. The last hey gang of 2017. Well, what have I been doing? I've been watching Christmas movies. I um, I usually resist Christmas, honestly. I, I didn't grow up with Christmas and, uh, you know, nothing's open. You know, it's kind of a tough day. But this year I decided I'm going to embrace it. Last year I embraced it by buying myself 40, 50 gifts. And it still left a little bit of a hole. So this year I thought, no gifts for me. I'm just going to watch Christmas movies and just embrace it. Listen to the music, listen to the tunes, listen to the, you know, watch the stories. Most of the stories in Christmas movies are concerned with the true meaning of Christmas. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, anyone I know that celebrates Christmas, which is everybody, they, 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 I never see them really struggling with the true meaning of Christmas. But anytime you turn on a Christmas movie, that's all they're doing. It's Christmas time. There's going to be a moral quandary and, and somebody's going to figure something out about Christmas. So um, I thought I would just tell you about some of the ones I saw. I've never seen before. I mean, you guys are probably familiar with all these. But I've never saw Miracle on 34th Street before from 1947. I had 70 years to see that thing. That's right. I'm a vampire. I'm 500 years old. No, I've had a while to see it, and I didn't. It was interesting. Santa's on trial. The Santa looks just like Conor McGregor. Every time I I looked at him, I was like, "Is he gonna, is he gonna put like little Natalie Wood in a headlock and you'll do Newton? Santa, Santa, I want to celebrate. You'll do Newton, and he throws a water bottle at her head. And he bangs Rita Ora in front of her. Hey, gang, um, what a movie, though. Yeah, and little Natalie Wood was in it. I didn't know that. I told my mom I saw it. She goes, did you see Natalie Wood? And I'm like, what? That little girl was Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood. It was good. I mean, Santa... I don't know. People were saying... I read some list where that was the best Christmas movie of all time. I don't think so. Okay, and we'll get into what I think is best, but... Um, why don't we now take a look at what's coming in at, at number five. Coming over, told that bitch to kick rock, she act like it's a boulder. Hey, Rory, shopping, that mean copping, always popping, hella popping, she's a popper, homie hopping, ain't no stopping, album dropping, got the city on fire. Lying on me like she tired I'ma have to fuck around and call Kamaya Hold stirring up the pot, Jambalaya I'm drill, hit it, hey Jambalaya That was Sorry That was G-Eazy featuring ASAP Rocky and Cardi B With No Limit Cardi B had a hell of a year, didn't she not? Bodak Yellow was Song of the Year It had the most impact It had the most proliferation as far as I'm concerned I know Despacito but Des uh, it doesn't make as much of a statement Despacito's just there no statement just there alright gang I saw some Christmas stuff let me 
Why don't I start with the 1960s? I'll give you what I watched from the 60s. I'll give you my top Christmas picks of the 1960s. First off, I saw Night of the Meek. It's an old Twilight Zone episode with Art Carney from The Honeymooners. But he's not playing Norton. He's playing a Santa, which is strange because you think of him as the skinny one. Ralph Cramden's fat. Norton's skinny. But so... Who cast him as Santa? But they did it. And it turns out I learned there's other skinny Santas in Christmas entertainment. I always thought they were all chubbed out. But it turns out there was a skinny Santa in 1964's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which I consider to be one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. I, I won't I won't I won't say it's the best. There's other competitors. But I mean gang, that thing just gives and gives and gives. Stop motion. It's got Burl Ives. And he's kind of a skinny snowman. But he's real dapper. He's a dapper snowman. You don't often see that. A lot of times they look semi homeless. You know what I mean? They've got an old piece of clothing on. This Burl Ives uh, narrator, Dapper Snowman, he had on like a pocket watch and a vest, you know? Stuff that you wouldn't expect on a creature that only lives for four or five days. At least where I live. Snow where I lived back in New Jersey would last for a few days. It wasn't, you know, wouldn't be white all year, all Christmas, all winter round. Jesus. Rudolph's better. I can prove it. Rudolph's better than any Christmas movie. Not than any. We'll see. But um, the bed has the great songs. It's got the abominable snowman. It's got the 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 the, the nonconformist elf who wants to be a dentist. It's got romance. It's got Yukon Cornelius. It's got. That's just nuts. I don't even want to give it away. Watch it right now if you haven't seen it. So that, it definitely the best of the 60s. Although I did see Frosty the Snowman. No, no, I saw How the Grinch Stole Christmas, 1966. Which is good, but I'm not into it like everybody else. Um, I can never figure out, is the Grinch the same species as the Who's? Because, like in every other Christmas story, it's human versus human. What, what is the Grinch? What phylum is he from? What is he? Is he a rat? Nutria? What is he? But yeah, then, then. No, no, no. I screwed it up again. Well, look, I'm not going to go chronologically. Sorry, guys. I'm not going to keep doing this. But Charlie Brown Christmas I saw, too. That's 65. So, yeah. Frosty, Grinch, Rudolph, Charlie Brown Christmas. Those are the highlights of the 60s. And Frosty with with Jimmy Durante. That was good. Charlie Brown Christmas. I hadn't watched the, the Peanuts in a while because the piano always comes on, depresses me. So, like, I just haven't seen Peanuts since maybe a few, two, three decades ago. It was actually a revolution, uh, I mean, a revelation to me that they are um, neurotic. 
I had no, I didn't remember that, that the tone of Charlie Brown and there was no, no you know, narcissists and um, just got people second guessing themselves, negativity, Lucy. I knew Lucy pulled away the football. I didn't realize like that was her whole MO. Like, I thought she was just a trickster. I didn't realize she's just like, she's kind of a, a psycho. Like she's just like a negative pain body or something. And um, yeah, I'm not into that piano. I mean, Schroeder seems like a cool guy. We could hang, but I'm not into his tunes. Just that depressing piano. All right, let's see what's coming in at number four. Look at me at that coffee bean and feeling quietly reading, maybe tweeting some tweeting. It walks a deep bag with no courtesy. That's yakking like a deep bag. No, he sits right next to me. Should I leave? Should I move? I don't want to. My sacred ground's been stumbled onto. It's time to make it stop. It's time to make it end. Reach in my pocket, say hello to my little friend. I live that blog life. You know how I do. I got that land. I mean, I'm living the hip hop lifestyle, baby. I turn on a rap sign. I live it. Engines going by. That was Dragon Boy Suede with Plug Life, produced by. Starred. He did it on Fox. They had like a two-hour special about P. Diddy and his whole... It was like getting ready to do like a bad boy reunion concert. He's a psycho too. At one point, they're, you know, he's trying to make it look like there's stakes, like this concert's important somehow, like it's not just another concert. And he says, uh, he goes, yeah, this, this, this is important. This, our careers... Our whole careers is at stake with this show. And I was thinking, really? Like, everybody goes to see Lil' Kim. Everybody goes to see, uh, uh, you know, Junior Mafia. Everybody goes to see all the bad boy artists. And you come out a little flat. That's it? You're done? <laughs> they, they're going to repossess the mansion? Um... It was sad. It was it was like a lot of reality shows. They're just they're trying to give it a ticking clock. They're trying to give it stakes, and um, they rehearsed the whole thing at this huge building in the woods. It's like no, it's out in like farmland outside Philadelphia. But you could like stage your whole concert there to practice. It's this big, huge block of a monolith of a building, and I just thought. For, like you could see farmhouses nearby. Like they they couldn't have liked that thing getting built. They couldn't have liked the postcard views. Uh, I mean, it looks like a big block that just fell out of outer space. Speaking of space, F space. Yeah, I don't have any space news, just F outer space. Ocean's better than space, we know that. All right, gang, next up was the 70s. The 1970s, I watched a Mary Tyler Moore, Christmas and the Kid. I think it was called that. It was pretty good. Um, she had to work. It was it was a good uh, episode. It wasn't great. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't great. Then I saw The Year Without Santa Claus, which was made by Rankin Bass, which is the same people that made uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that stop animation stuff. Turns out they'd write those in New York. 
They'd have them animated in Japan, and then they would record the voices in Toronto. So if you like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Year Without Santa Claus, and I'll mention another one, but that's um, that's how they did those. And I, I think they look amazing. It's just such a, uh, it's just, just a cute look. It's just, it's fun. Was that the 70s? Yeah, the 70s. I don't think the 70s had that many banging Christmas specials, at least not that I ran across. I'm sure there's other ones. Um, I'm just getting started with this whole Christmas viewing thing. I'm a fish out of water. Christmas water. All right, let's see what's coming in at number three. Easy guy. Hey, that was Plain Jane by ASAP Ferg. That was ASAP Ferg with Plain Jane. And this brings us to the 80s now. I saw uh, one thing from the 80s, and it was called The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. And I'd never even heard of it before. Once again, it's this Rankin Bass. Um, one guy's Rankin, the other guy Bass. And um, this thing was amazing. I never even heard of it. Um, a lot of these Christmas, uh, you know, they, they lose speed. You know, they're searching for the meaning of Christmas and you wish they would hurry up and find it already. This one, I love the journey. Um, it's about a toy maker. It's got the, these, these, these immortal creatures. It's got a multilingual uh, fella. It's got a, a a roaring tiger. I mean, I was I posted it on Facebook. So look at the Who Charted Facebook page. I posted this and uh, Rudolph, which everybody's seen Rudolph. But 1985. Um, yeah, 20 years later, they came out with another classic. There's invisible monkeys. There's a cobra. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's weird. It's real weird. But it's a good time. And that was the 80s. I don't know what you're saying. Wait, the entire 80s? That's the only Christmas thing you like? It's the only Christmas thing I know about. I mean, what, what could I guess? Maybe there's a, maybe that Muppet movie is from the 80s. Christmas Carol? Muppets Christmas Carol? I don't know. Let's see what's coming in at number two. That was Bebe Rexa featuring Florida Georgia Line with Meant to Be. Hey, even if you hate those guys, they do come up with hooks. You know what I mean? They come up with undeniable hooks. They used to say that about 50, 50 Cent. Say what you want about the guy. He knew how to come up with a hook. And uh, let's see where Bebe Rexa is from. Is she from England? Bebe Rexa, that's my guess. Bebe Rexa. Bleta. 
Bletta. Her name's Bletta. B-L-E-T-A. Bletta Rexa. Oh, she's Albanian. She's American Albanian, like John Belushi. Uh, she wrote songs now. She's, oh, she's from Brooklyn. Her father, Flammer Rexa, uh, born in Yugoslavia. Boy, look at that. Look at that. That's the American dream right there. I will move to America. I will have child. She will become pop star. She will submit song to National Recording Arts and Science. She will be named best teen songwriter. And she will beat hundreds and hundreds of others. And she will be signed in New York City. Great. Her dad has a dream. He comes over. It comes true. And then you just rip on his accent. Could you speak Yugoslavian? No, I could not. We laugh at dogs when dogs whine and moan. Can you speak dog? What are you, Scooby-Doo? Was Scooby-Doo a dog that could speak English? And then Shaggy was a a man that could speak dog? Is that why they got together? Hey, gang, this brings us to the 90s in our Christmas viewing countdown. I saw the Festivus episode of Seinfeld. It's called The Strike. That's a classic if you haven't seen it out of 97. And then I watched Mr. Hanky, The Christmas Pooh from South Park 97. And I enjoyed both of those very much. The 90s, I was in Austin, so my Christmas consisted of nothing. I was, I was, yeah, nothing. Where would I go? I would be in Hyde Park, go to the drag, drive around, marvel at the no traffic, and then go home. That's all there was. I uh, went and washed my car yesterday. I'm in, I'm in the car. I know to a lot of you that's crazy, right? But it was 70 degrees here yesterday. If you're listening to this in, uh, the Midwest or the the freezer box of the world, whatever they call it. I got about 60 degrees on you. I'm lapping you, guy. Let's go. Let's go warm it up. Um, but anyway, so I go to wash my car. And um, just as you put the money in, bloop, 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 and the timer turns on, you know, you, you got just so many minutes to spray down your jalopy. So just as I put in the money, bloop, bloop, bloop. Um, there was like an old guy and he was looking for the place where you like get change where you convert your dollars into car wash coins and he just comes walking into my bay so I go about I'm about to spray my car and there's just an old guy in there and he's kind of like looking around like meandering style where should I go and I got my earplugs in and as soon as I see him there just involuntarily I was just like I'm gonna hit it <laughs> and he, and then I could hear him through my earplugs, and he's like, mm, what, what? And I'm like, you're going to get wet. <laughs> I had no mercy. I was just, I was in car wash mode. I was like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I get out of the car, get the money, figure it out, pop in the, like, he, he got into my flow. He was in the way of my 
flow, my, 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 my flow there. So I, uh, you know, he scurried out of there before I could hose him down. So yeah, my Christmas spirit, I watch all these movies and then I get in the car wash. It's 70 degrees. I got no Christmas spirit whatsoever. But my mom sent me cookies. They were delicious. She makes crescent cookies. They were so good. Damn, they were good. All right, let's see what's coming in. At number one. And that was our last song of 2017. That was Young Khaled. Not Young Khaled. That was Khaled with Young, Dumb, and Broke. Which I thought was one of the bigger high-impact tunes of the year. All the young people knew about it. Um, all right. Hey, this brings us back to the P. Diddy thing. Now, I'm watching the P. Diddy thing. And, um, you know, there's... There's a lot of conspiracy theories. There's a conspiracy theories about everything. And usually I'm not into any of them. I, I'm not, I've never been into the Kennedy assassination. I never, I don't try to dig through that because I figure even if I uncover some huge piece of information nobody's ever thought of before, there's probably still a hundred others. So you just never get the full picture. But uh, one conspiracy theory that does seem at least plausible to me is the P. Diddy got rid of Biggie one. I'm not sitting here saying it's true. I'm not throwing stones. I'm not making accusations. But it just, it does seem a little plausible when you think of how fast he was back with a hit tune after it happened. Um, when he talks about it, it just, it never just seems to add up completely. Now, I know I could be completely wrong. Of course I could be wrong. But it just, it makes a little bit of sense to me. And then they show, I mean, a friend of mine made a joke. Because after Biggie died, P. Diddy was like, I was, I was so broken up. I couldn't, I couldn't work. I couldn't, I couldn't work. And, um. My friend was like, "What for? For what? For for an hour?" Because he had that. Not that it's hard to like loop up a police song, you know, because he had that. I'll be missing you. Not that that would be hard. All he had to think of is my friend's dead. He was a huge musical artist. Why don't we put out a song? Oh, I miss the guy. What could I sample that has missing in it? I mean, that 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 I could I could do the math on that, but it just seems like a little. He was back on his feet real quick, and you say, well, maybe that was his choice. He's like, I could let this take me down. I lost my friend. There's people trying to kill me. I could let this destroy me and my company. But no, I'm gonna work hard. I mean, I get that too. That seems plausible too. They're both plausible. I, I just don't know which one to pick. There's not that much stuff on the internet. I don't think a... It isn't like a majority, you know what I mean, of people. 
Like, um, it's not like everybody thinks it, but I don't know, man. You know, I mean, because like, what if, what if back in the day, Biggie dissed? I'm just, this is just me coming up with stuff, but like, if Biggie back in the day said Puffy's not cool anymore, I'm done with that guy. Like, most of the hip hop heads would have went with Biggie on that. You know, hmm, should I pick the guy with the charisma and the great lyrics or the other guy who dances around and shouts stuff? I think they would have picked Biggie. But um, like I said, I could be wrong. I'm sure he's a good guy. Um, but I'm just saying from an outsider's perspective, if you wanted to be paranoid about it, you could. You could go, hmm, I don't know about that guy. But I know this. It was great having you along for the ride all of 2017. Why don't you go over to Bandcamp and buy Plug Life, the new sing sing single by me and Starred. Say what you want about Puffy. He can pronounce the word single because he's in the record business. So he's got me on that. But I didn't kill Biggie. And we'll see you. Here next week, uh, next year on Who I Who I Who I Who. Okay.